Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hi. You are rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day to you all. Hope you're relaxing. And then I hope you're tuned in a little later out of TNT and the Memphis Grizzlies. Yes, it's the Martin Luther King Jr. Day celebration game down at FedEx Forum. Very exciting time. Especially as it relates to the way this Memphis Grizzlies basketball team is playing. They'll be looking for a 10th straight win against the Phoenix Suns, who you own. You own, by the way. Remember the last time? Was it Dwayne Washington Jr. was up in here talking trash? Tory Craig talking trash? That was the end of that rough four out of five game losing patch that the uh, Grizzlies had. So much different these days. And again, to keep pace with Denver, which I don't know if you saw that, John, by the way, Denver won last night on a Nikola Jokic step back three uh, to beat the Orlando Magic. You want to keep pace with them, you got to win yep. today, baby. Yep, got to win today. You are a massive favorite tonight, uh, or this afternoon, I should say, against no the reeling Suns team. Kind of crazy, their fall off. And I mean, I know it's Booker related, but you would still think they'd be better than 21 and 23. Um, yeah, maybe this sort of all goes back to, you know, the Aiden thing and the chemistry not being right and the elimination last season in the playoffs by the Mavs. I don't know. They just, even before the Booker stuff, they just didn't feel quite the same. But anyway, it's an opportunity for the Grizzlies as massive favorites to win. This would be 10 in a row. Yes. 10 in a row for the Memphis Grizzlies. What was the streak last year? 12? They got to 12, right? Yeah, this is getting up there in terms of longest. Yeah. I think I was listening to Harrington talk about this. I don't have them in front of me, but you're, was it 12 last year that they won? <laughs> yes, I, I think they got to 12. And, and they, the record is? Take is it not 12? Is that the record last year? Uh, I, I, if they've won more than 12 games in a row. but this, it, Second this, or third longest. Since this team has been in Memphis, I, it, it's a shock to me. Um Going to be tough because you have the Cavs on Wednesday, uh, but they can be beaten. I mean, they did just lose at Minnesota over the weekend, so one hundred percent they can be beaten. And if you do that, I mean, I honestly, you may never lose again uh, with the rest of the schedule. I mean, it sets up pretty nicely. So um, guess who's now number one undisputed in the league in defense? Take one stab at it. It's got to be. Yeah. Deal with that, Cavs. It's got to be the most known unknowns, Memphis Grizzlies. I think they're second, too, in net rating behind only the Celtics. Yeah, uh, Greg Popovich called them, you know, greatest team on the planet. He didn't do that, but he said you got a good one. Yeah. I mean, he, he said he, enjoy it. I mean, that's, that was essentially he, the nod. He, yeah, which which is the, is basically saying the Grizzlies have the best team on the planet coming from him. You know what I mean? If, if Greg Popovich says it's warm outside, it's 125 degrees. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's just the way he's very understated. But you know the respect is, is is coming quick and uh, quick and in a hurry. So, last to get to on the show today. What a weekend in the National Football League! Oh my gosh, nothing went as I thought it would. Yes, nothing went as Jason thought. <laughs> Except the Forty ers winning. But that, even that, that, was, that, even that was. I mean, they early were trailing on, at the half early on. You know, I but they took care of business and covered. They did. Oh, thank God. Uh, our man Uncle Phil unfortunately went one and one. On the weekend, at least with our best bets here on the show, um, he had more plays, but on the show, those picks go one and one. Look, we can get into the Bills, and I'm sure we'll get into the Bills. Um, they were up 17-0. They were absolutely cruising. Cruising! And uh, and then they just, I think what happens a lot of times in professional sports, they just got a little careless, felt like they could just 
do whatever they wanted this you know, team. Yeah, like Josh Allen, a little careless with that ball. Yeah, and 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 look, they they knew they would win no matter what, <clears throat> even when they got down twenty four twenty on that strip sack moment for a touchdown. Um, and that's and that's the way it goes sometimes, right? That's the way it goes. Uh, but we'll get into all of that today on the show. Mike Wall is going to join us at eleven thirty. Talk to him about the playoffs. The divisional round is set. AFC to me, that side far more interesting than the NFC side, but that's just me. I mean, I think the matchups are a little juicier on the AFC side. Probably true. Um, and, and I think the star power is a little be- is a little better on the AFC side, but we'll get into all of that with him uh, at 11.30. Some performances from the weekend, an absolutely monumental collapse by the Chargers or a great comeback by the Jags. You tell me, man. I'm, I'm going to give you the painting, and you tell me what you see because it takes two to tango. You know, without the comeback, there could be no collapse. Could not believe what my eyes were seeing in that second half. Yeah, it was uh, – After throwing four picks in the know, first. I uh, I just raised my hand, and, and you can attest to this. I did have, from pregame, Jaguars money line. But I felt like that bet should have paid out $50,000. Okay? Because of the way it yes. transpired. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, that's it? You had to earn it. That, well, well, I feel like this bet should have paid $50,000, man. It didn't. But, hey, a win – is a win. Riley Patterson, baby. Riley P. Memphis. Snuck Memphis, that thing in. Memphis Tigers. Like, I'll be honest. I was, like, looking for a replay. I'm like, did that go in? Did that go in? Snuck it through there. Great call from Al Michaels, who says, and the field goal is good. The Jaguars win the game. I just think he's ready to call it a year. Well, you know, it, it's sad because Al Michaels I, is my goat. Like, I love him. His voice is, like, a comfort to me. But – I don't know whose bright idea it was to put his ass with Tony Dungy. I mean, who said this was going to be good? There must be an answer, but yeah, yeah. Her, well, Herbie is, is who he's been with all year. Yes, yes. You take the energy man yes. away. And Tony's great. It's, it's, Tony's a great man. He's a Christian. He's a family man. He is the best of, of all of us. But, but when it comes to listening to him call a game, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. flaccid. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's Why fl- you you didn't need to go there, I, but you get what I mean, though. It's like, it, bro, this is. I mean, it's, it's like. Now you really challenging Tony's manhood. That, no, 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 no. I'm when challenging. When you say he can't, that was one of the. Like, that was one of the. Well, he didn't say flatulent, did he? No, you, flaccid. You said flaccid. I'm, yeah, I'm like, sorry. You know, like, it you made the, me the wrong clip. Yeah, I don't know if we have a clip for flaccid. Maybe like, better no. to be gassy than it is the second one. Right? Yeah, yeah, well, look for us. Thank you. I mean, here's the thing. That was one of the greatest comebacks in the history of the NFL playoffs. And you would have thought it was just like a standard, you know, preseason game with backups in yeah, there. You not know, much energy. But I mean, again, they're on the older side. We're not. What we're not going to beat them. Comeback now. from Jacksonville. That was a great night. We'll see you next week. Well, that, 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 <laughs> now that they're moving on, yeah. Does Michael Michaels have another one? Oh, or I'm they, sure he will. Are you sure? I, I hope not. Not with Tony Dungy. Those two don't need to be together. You know, Tony can go with somebody else. Al Michaels can go with somebody else. But you got to break that pair up, man. Just two old dudes, you know, just like, oh, isn't this great? You know, I don't need that. I don't need you guys, like, reflecting and being grateful and all that. You know, I need, I need a young, hungry, you know, even Collinsworth. Everybody hates Collinsworth. He'd have been better. He'd have been better. Uh, it, was a, it was a poor pairing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's not what we're going to focus on today on the show. So Mike Wall joins us at 1130. Jason Fitz joins us at 125. we got some respect burgers to give out. Uh, lots to get to on the show today. Let's do cap or no cap. Cap. It means lion, but built different. Now, it's cap. I'm going to say cap. For no cap. I'm going to say that that's no cap. On 92.9's Jason and John Show. Tigers win. Kendrick Davis saved the Tigers season. Is that cap or no cap? Absolutely no kizzy. And, and you know, look, you could you could take it a, a step further. I mean, he, he really saved Penny's ass. Um, and, and, and let's be clear about that. Penny brought him in here to save his ass. It was by this is all by design. This is not like some uh oh uh KO, you know, had a tip in at the buzzer type thing. This is, you know, it was drawn up for Kendrick and Kendrick delivered, you know. Um but but think about, you know, an alternate universe, right? Once again, it's almost like a, a you're you're on a on, on a loop here. Mm-hmm. Memphis gives up the three I, almost in the same spot. I got to go back and watch the UCF game, but it felt to me and I know it felt to you too like it was the same exact spot. spot. You had two guys uh, defend the back door cut there on the baseline as opposed to the three when Memphis was up three. Um, and, of course, the guy just absolutely drains it. This time, rather than let Memphis kind of play it out and and, 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 see, and let it unfold, Penny called a timeout, drew something up, 
Kenner Davis came through, walk-off winner. So, look, if, 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 had that happened and in an alternate universe where Kenner doesn't make that shot and that game goes to overtime, perhaps Memphis loses, you know, it it's, it, it, it's a precarious spot for Memphis. A, they're going to be on the wrong side of the tournament bubble, right. no question about Just it. Just keeps and, you on the right side for And now, now you're, going to, you're in a situation where you have to beat Houston. Like, you don't, you, there's, there's no, you know, that's non negotiable if you lose that game up there. And t- Temple's solid. Like, they're not a bad team. Well, they're 4 and 1 at conference. Yeah, so you they're not to... a bad team. But again, from a perception standpoint, you could not afford to lose that game, especially after dropping one to, to you know, Tulane. Um, and then, of course, the way they lost to UCF. So, yeah, no, man, I, I think it's, it's pretty obvious that that, that saved Memphis' season, um, at least for another day. Um, Kendrick Davis is is doing exactly what he was brought in here by Penny Hardaway to do. I think sometimes they lean on him too much, but that's just the way this team's going to go. I mean, they're going to have to get brilliance from Kendrick Davis every single night to to be successful. And if they don't, then they're going to find themselves down nine with nine minutes to play. Um, from that point, eight forty nine minute mark of the second half, Kendrick Davis uh, scored or assisted on every made basket except for one. He took over. Mm-hmm. Um, but Memphis is going to have to do that every night. But yeah, for for now, season is uh, is still alive. Yeah, I mean, you know, you said it best is if Kendrick doesn't hit that shot and you lose in overtime, then we're talking UCF all over again, and we're saying, okay, Penny, why didn't you foul before the three? We're asking those questions, Penny. What what about the end of regulation? So so it does. It saves you from that. And and let, I'm hesitant to say saves the season. Because to your point, yes, you're backed up against the wall. Could you have still come out of it? Perhaps. We've seen Memphis in bad spots before. They were in a bad one last year. That said, it absolutely saved Penny from getting highly criticized. I suspect you'd come in here on this Monday if that goes down the way the UCF game does that. Good thing it does not. You mentioned Kendrick. Nice little, in terms of wrinkle, and they have to do this when they can. Yep. Getting Kendrick Davis off the ball there toward the end of the game, probably much of that stretch you just talked about where he's able to come off the ball. I think it was Keontae Kennedy that at that point was bringing it up. That helped free him up. Yep. And listen, after the shot wasn't falling early, it wasn't falling for anybody, For quite frankly, Memphis or Temple. That was ugly. 8 of 52 from 3 uh, for the two teams. After it doesn't fall early, your man who does this finally gets hot, like you says, takes over at the end. You know, that nice little wrinkle where you get him off the ball helps helped a lot in terms of the comeback. Then he hits the big shot. Listen, it's – I don't care how you do it mm-hmm. in terms of this Memphis team that came into that game 1-4 and four on the road, had not won a road game since the first one of the season against Vanderbilt. You had to – any way that you could, you had to get it. So, yes, it was ugly. We could look at the shooting. We can talk about this team's offensive woes. I was all Kendrick Davis there at the end. Oh, by the way, DeAndre Williams, some big free throws there yeah, he did. toward the end of that game. We could say – I was telling you, it's it's a roller coaster of a ride with him, but usually when he's at the free throw line, it actually thinks calm down, yeah. weirdly. It's like completely – big free throws from him late. You get a win, uh, but absolutely Kendrick Davis saved the day uh, uh, on Sunday. There's no question about it. Hopefully it won't have to be that close, you know, in some of these other ones. They've been down significantly, John, at every game in the AAC this year. It's They're down true. nine in that game. It's true. It's 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 they're flirting, you know. But for for now, they're on the right side. Yeah, only had eight eight scholarship guys too. So you find a way to get the win. Yep. That was what was most important. Yep. We go to Saturday now, the Grizzlies game, and we had this around and Aldama screen gets by two defenders. Oh, he dunks right on top of Jalen Smith and cocked that thing behind his head three feet, threw it down. The fans are buzzing, and they should be. That may be the dunk of the year. Morant just hammers one home. Dunk of the year, cap or no cap, John? Uh, I don't. I don't know around a dunk of the year in terms. I don't know about that in terms of the NBA. I mean, I, I don't know many uh, that jump out to me. Um, so, I mean, that's it. Certainly was dunk very of impressive. his career. I guess is cap or no cap? Is but, that a better way? But yeah, I think for job, ja, he he normally doesn't make them. He he always tries to to put somebody on a poster, but mm-hmm. but he doesn't usually make them because of the degree of difficulty. Um, but he made this one, and like it's like I, I would have loved to just like my first thought was like I would love to see like an X ray. Right, like the way that this man contorted his back, mm-hmm. you know, and cocked that thing all the way back. It was almost like he was like half bent halfway in the air. Oh, it was a commercial. Um, but yeah, it's like there's really it's it's every night. That's the thing about it. It's just like the consistency with which this guy is 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 trying to, you know, put somebody, you know, and inflict pain. I, there ain't there aren't many 
players in the NBA that play with that intensity 82 games out of the season. And I know it's not 82 because he doesn't play 82, but you get what I mean. Every time he's on the court, that dude is trying to hurt somebody. And Again, there's just not many players that you can say that about in the NBA. I mean, I don't know. In terms of feats in the NBA, what do you like watching more? You know, guys, you know, Steph go off from three. You know, that's something that's high up there. Zion, when he's, you know, in the open court. How, how is this not right up there at the top? Yeah. You know, what John ja Morant did with it was 420 left in the third there, dunking over Jalen Smith. It, it was weird because you're making a point that to start with that how you said, you know, he misses a lot of these. He does, but he's also come through on a lot of them. Like oh, yeah. Malik Beasley last year, part, Jakob, he's gotten twice. But to your point, afterwards with the quote, Ja said, it's what everybody's been waiting for. I finally made it. Mm-hmm. Like, this one was different. And I guess in the sense that the mm-hmm. way he cocked it back. Yeah. I don't know, man. Th- this one looks like the Nike commercial to me very easily. You know, frame by frame, you do, you know, the, the, you, you made a commercial with that one. But he almost cocked it back to the back of his knee. It's crazy, man. Now, and, and it is. The dunk is crazy. It took over. And, and I heard Jeffrey Wright say, in a, in a, you know, on a weekend where we're talking mostly NFL, like a lot of – a lot of highlight shows let let off with this. I hated the way he came down. Mm-hmm. I know, we're celebrating it today, and we're going to celebrate a lot more. John Morant does, but you and do you see today he's questionable with hip soreness like that? But just do you the way he comes down and he almost has to catch him. And Stephen Adams is there to help with the catch, but it is ooh. I just I just you wonder about the the everything involved with you know the the torque and then coming down on the knees and everything else. I I. I Thank goodness he didn't come all the way down to the floor. But you just wonder how much of a toll do do feats like that take on his body? Mm-hmm. Sure, going through the air is a pretty thing, but you got to come back down. You're you're a, you're a freaking airplane. You got to come back down on that. And and there's just so much force involved with all of it in the landing and everything. Uh, I was just happy he was relatively healthy. It did. I I, I can't help but say when, when I saw him on the injury report, is questionable with hip soreness. I said, God, dog. You know, was it because how many were the Grizzlies up at that point? Oh, you know, I, I yeah. asked myself, is it worth it? Right. But let's be real, too. Ja felt like, you could tell from the quote, he'd been looking for this kind of one, mm-hmm. this poster, for a while. I'm just glad he got it. I'll be honest with you. Maybe he'll ease up on, on the next couple since you got the one you really wanted. Well, he hunts it, there's no doubt, every single night. I want Ja healthy. That's, that's man. I didn't tell you to you know, stop even giving if, us the – but we, not every time. Bro, it's such an impressive dunk that even if you just took Jalen Smith out of it, yeah, it would still probably because of how far from, yeah. because of how far he came from out, right? And then how far he cocks the ball back. Like it's it's insane. It's like it's uh, human beings aren't supposed to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like he's an alien. He's an absolute alien with this stuff. You see where he came down though? Oh yeah, no, I mean yeah. it's it's spooky. So I, I it's like a great that. point. Well, we've been talking about that with Ja for a while. Yeah, now. no, I mean, and you love what you get with it coming through the air, but it, there's also it, the it, landing bar that you want. You know, You're not going to change him. He's never going to change. He's never going to change as long as he can do it. He's going to try to do it. Um, and I'll be honest, and we'll get to this a little bit later. Like, you don't want to ask that man to to be Russell Westbrook. You seen Russell Westbrook now? He don't do this no more. Mm-mm. You know, he used to do it, and now look at him. You know, so it's yeah. You don't want to. You don't. You never want to ask guy to compromise. Uh, maybe Russell can't do it to the way he used to do it. I'm sure that's part of it. But you just well, Russ did it for a long time. He did. He's he did up in his thirties. You just. You just. You know. You don't want to ask somebody to compromise. I mean, this is what makes Ja go. This is what gets him ready to go and fired up. And in terms of a night to night, um, you know, box office, there's nobody in the NBA. There's no greater draw. I yeah. mean, just and I'm, I know I'm a Memphian, but like I'm just objectively speaking, I mean. Jokic is is incredible, and that there's a reason why he's favored. But it's just a different. I mean, you want to see Luca these days. Yeah, Luca can do it. Luca can. It's a different dazzle. way, though, right? It's a yeah. It's no, almost... it's it, Luca is like um, you know, it's it's it, it's more it's, of a it's skill based. It's, yeah. it's skill based because it's not athletic. Yeah, like if like if uh, feet where no, you're just blown out of your yeah. Like if we were talking about strains of weed, there are different okay. strains of weed. Oh. You know, there's like indica. You know, and then there's like sativa, and there's just different experiences one that makes go you with sleepy, each. Right? One, one makes you sleepy. One, one makes you energetic. One makes you, you know, whatever. Well, you, which one's Luca? Is he which he's the he's sleepy the one that one. makes you sleepy. Mm. Which maybe if you like to sleep, that's the one you'd go with. Mm-hmm. But if you like to be, you know, energized and and ready to roll, you know, you would take the Josh strain for sure. Um, but that's that's what it comes down to to me. Interesting. Um, it, but yeah, if I was just like if I was just a NBA fan in a flyover state, and I had no allegiance. You know, who would I want? Who would I adopt? Who would I want to watch every single night? 
I don't even think there's a close second. These kids are seeing Ja lead off these highlight packages. So it's almost like they got no choice. Now, Luca did uh, uh, body somebody. Who was it? Who did he body? It was in the uh, Bucks game. That man dunked on somebody. Oh, Drew Holiday. He did dunk on Drew Holiday. And it, it, it wasn't as ferocious as what he's John not did. above the rim, though, doing it. But, it's, but yeah, that's why it's impressive when Luka does it, because he's not a dunker. He's just, just not really his game. That, but that man did put uh, Drew on a poster. He's the MVP. Is he the, is he the MVP? I mean, I, I guess you could count where they're at in the standings against him, yeah. but in terms of the level he's playing at, I'm, there's nobody playing at a higher level than Luka. Yeah, no, it's fair. Uh, but, yeah, John Moran is uh, yeah. he is a sick individual. Every single night he is trying to hurt somebody. Desmond Bain said never seen anything like He was good, by the way, 25. And yeah. what was was he from Richmond? Yeah, he's uh, from essentially, yep. Yeah, was essentially a homecoming for him. Good to he see. looked good as well. Good win for the Grizzlies. They'll be back at it today at 5. Let's go to the NFL. Brandon Staley. Had the worst performance of the weekend in the NFL. Is that cap or no cap? I I don't know how it's not cap, no cap. I mean, there were some you know some some questionable performances over the weekend. Cousins, cousins. Well, I guess he had played. You can make an argument he played well till that throw. He was fine. He's it, that's that's always what Kirk does. You know, that's Kirk always the what clutch. he does. Yeah. No. Um. But but yeah, I mean, they were up twenty seven zero. They had picked Trevor Lawrence off four times. The defense was was absolutely like roaring. Um, I was like, I'm, I, I don't, I don't even know why I'm watching this. I don't even know why I'm still even observing this game. Like my my Jags money line pick is not gonna hit. My brother in law is gonna be sad. I'm gonna be sad. We're all gonna be sad. But I don't know. It, it, I mean, it was a it was a combination of things. One is the Jags did score a touchdown at the end of the half. Yeah, that seems important. Thought that was big. So looking back. then you come out and you get the stop, you know, I want to say on the first Chargers drive, and then you go down and you score again. Okay, so now it's 27-14. So then you're, you're, you're starting to build up, you know, some confidence. Mm-hmm. You're starting to build up, okay, two scores is manageable. We got a lot of time in this game. And I saw a, I saw a stat in terms of what, just, just what uh, Staley did in terms of game plan. Like, he called almost, ex- I want to say exclusively pass plays in the second half, right? Like, he did not run the ball at all. He simply just chose to, th- yeah, after, uh, after going up 27-0, the Chargers called 25 pass plays to just eight run plays. Ridiculous. Now, how do- that should be inverted. That should be the opposite. I mean, because in the end, you an incomplete pass stops the clock. You know? I mean, that's just simple math. And when you're up 27-0, you've done the job. You've done the work. Now it's just a matter of, you know, getting the zeros and getting out of getting the hell out of Jacksonville and moving on. But I don't know if it's stubbornness or what have you. A lot of these coaches do have they get very stubborn about, you know, the way they want to win games. Yeah, the two point something per carry is what he's saying. Well, we can't run the ball, but you can't you can't go away from it at that point when you've built. A I mean, yeah, lead. It's who, who cares? Help Just, you run the clock. Exactly, down. exactly right. And uh, and and look, in the end, I I gotta say it was one. It was an inspirational performance to me because the Jags never gave up. Doug Peterson was in his bag. That fourth and one with Travis Etienne. Yeah. Chargers were clearly selling out for the quarterback sneak, mm-hmm. and that man had Etienne coming off the edge. That was a game. I mean, that's coaching. I thought I thought we talked about the coaching mismatch in this game, and I think that is exactly where it showed itself. You're up 27-0. You were supposed to win that game ten times out of ten. I don't think there was a close second for worst performance of the weekend. Yeah, I, the Cowboys still play tonight, so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if there's a there might be you know McCarthy I, I thought, or Bowles. I, I thought Harbaugh not calling a timeout there at the end of that Baltimore game. And we can get into this with Mike Wall just because he is the veteran coach. At least with Staley, I can make the argument, okay, first time in the playoffs, he choked. He got conservative after building the big lead and blew it. In this case, conservative with the, with the pass. Uh, Should have just run, run, run the ball a little bit more. You run more of that clock out. But I'm, I'm probably with you because, again, it was 27 nothing. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike McDaniel blew it there at the end of that, that Dolphins game. You know, Kirk Cousins, we can go on the what are you doing making that pass on fourth down, but being up twenty seven nothing, I don't care if you're a rookie coach, you're supposed to you're supposed to handle business. Yeah, there. I mean you know. It's it, it's handed to you essentially. It, it, you have you, a four touchdown lead. Your defense is rolling, you picked them off four times. You know, Lawrence has been extra giving. 
in that first half, and you don't find a way to put it away. So uh, I'm with you. I don't, I don't know that anybody's necessarily close. We're going to come back. We're going to talk to Mike Wall about this, uh, get his thoughts on the divisionals. Um, you know, we got some interesting matchups, Jags, Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, uh, the Ravens last night, pretty fiery uh, post-game comments from J.K. Dobbins. So we'll get into all of that with Mike when we come back. Jason and John, how do you turn to film? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Mike Wall has been kind enough to join us all season. We've been blessed for it. He's a former Pro Bowl offensive line, lineman in the NFL, played 11 seasons, did it for the Packers, the Panthers, the Seahawks. He's now a skill development specialist. He's founder of ProcessToPerform.com. Go check it out. Also check out the On My Block podcast he does with former Packers great Amon Green. He's on Twitter at Mike Wall. Mike, we were just talking about Brandon Staley, uh, that game, and blowing a 27 to nothing lead against the Jacksonville Jaguars. you got to hand it to Doug Peterson. you got to hand it to Trevor Lawrence for coming back and getting that win and taking it from them. But I'll ask you this. We'll start here. Is, is that a fireable offense? You know, Staley, I, I know young coach. You know, you get conservative. You, I guess in this case you got conservative. You kept throwing the ball. You didn't, you didn't run it enough. What do you think on, on Brandon Staley in terms of his role in that, in that uh, improbable comeback win for Jacksonville? I think it's hey, – guys, first of all, how are we doing? Uh, I think it's tough when, when you get outcoached. Uh, Doug, Dougie P outcoached him in the second half. Uh, if you're a defensive coach and you give up 31 in the second half or you know, 31 in, in, in two, two quarters and five minutes, that's not a good look. Um, you know, Brandon Steele, it's, it's kind of – this was kind of the proving year for him, I think, for a lot of people. Um, certainly, I, I think for the organization as well. And, you know, going to the playoffs and actually getting there a game early as far as clinching a spot. It seemed to be that he, you know, everything's going in the right direction. Obviously, they've had some, they've had some injuries along the way. Joey Bosa, Stanley was is, is still hurt, and that's that's affected their ability to operate. But when I look at the the talent they have with Justin Herbert, when you look at the talent they have in the passing game, um, just the lack like the lack of, um, of of touches in the running game, not just in that game, but overall. Uh, the way that they're trying to run, it just doesn't look like a very sustainable model. So you just have to start asking yourself, like, do you have the personnel to run what you're trying to run? Um, and then what are these decisions that keep coming up, whether it's the fourth downs whether, or, or, some, or this, this huge collapse that keep coming up? Or are they indicative? Are they, are they symptomatic of, a, like, a larger problem? Or are these just, like, some really, really you know, poor time to one-offs? <clears throat> I know that the Jags are – big dogs this week against Kansas City, and and I, I don't think the public at large thinks much of them. But, you know, you mentioned it, man, Doug Peterson, the way Trevor Lawrence, re, you know, rebounded in that second half. Offensively, they have so many 
really good skill position and underrated skill position players, how much of a of a chance do they have to pull this off on Saturday against the Chiefs? You know, for my money, their defensive ends led by Josh Allen, he's one of the most underrated dudes on the on the planet. Like he, I can't explain how talented that guy is. Uh, Arden Key's been playing really well. Obviously, you know, Trayvon uh, has been doing doing his thing and getting better as a rookie. Um, 95, like I'll screw up his name, Robertson, hyphen something or other Jones. Um, he, he's a, he's become a, a really, really good player. They have some bad people at the linebacker level that can just ball. The kid from Utah is amazing. I think that because of their defense, they can do some damage and create some, like, they're one of those teams, they have like four dudes on the, on the, on the defensive line or, or in the box at all times that have like leverage. They play with length, leverage, and they're, and they're super athletic. So if Mahomes starts trying to be Houdini, I think it's one of those teams that can kind of chase him down and give him some problems. I don't think they're going to be able to stop the, you know, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, but I think that defense is going to give them a run for their money. I think the real question is, can Trevor Lawrence go out and play a perfect game or close to a perfect game? If, if he can, then yeah, anything's possible in the National Football League. Doug certainly is, has the pedigree to, to go in there and, and win games um, against Andy. But it's going to – I mean, that's a tall – Patrick Williams is playing out of his mind. That's a tall order. Well, and, and you guys talk about, you know, Peterson, the job he did in that one. How, how about Dable and the job he did with – he's done and, and did in this playoff game with, with Daniel Jones and the, the difference man coaching can make. They don't even have any receivers, Mike, and, and you find a way to – you know, to knock off the the the, the Vikings thirty one twenty four. How about how about the Giants and how much damage can they do if we're if we're looking ahead? A little bit of a two part question there. Well, I look at the Giants. I look at the Dolphins, who could have won that game. Yeah. Um, you, the Jaguars, and you look at the Forty ers or the Seahawks. You look at all of those teams, and you're not. I mean, the Jags have a you know they have Trevor Lawrence, but you're not looking at these like. Blockbuster quarterbacks. What you're looking at are are offensive minds, coaches that are developing systems that put their whoever their best players are, they put them in the the best position to be successful. So the Giants look at like, hey, how is are we gonna what kind of running scheme is Saquon Barkley good at? And now how are we gonna marry our play action pass, our under center play action pass, our keepers? How are we gonna marry it so Daniel Jones doesn't have to sit in the pocket longer longer than he wants to? You know, how are we going to keep him on the move? How are we going to how are we going to make options available so when our you know our right tackle continue gets beat yesterday by Dan, you know Daniel Hunter or Z Smith like he has he has escape options yep. because of the, because of the design of, of the of the routes you know they're they're running play action pass with deep crossers they're putting they're putting the Vikings in situations where they have to you know they we know they're, they're poor communicators in the secondary how are we putting those guys how are we putting Daniel Jones in a position. Where like he doesn't have to read the entire field, he can look at one or two guys, make a decision, throw the ball, get rid of it when he needs to, be an and just go out there and be an athlete and kind of learn on the job. That's what I see from the Giants, from a lot of these teams that are doing really well right now with what you would say non superstar players at the quarterback position, is they're allowing those players to learn on the job by keeping it simple and letting them play as fast as possible, use their athleticism, use your experience. I think the Giants have. I think the Giants have a long road ahead. I like their defensive. I, I, Dexter Lawrence is just so much fun to watch, man. He's like, I don't know, he, I, how much does he weigh? But like, he got, he just destroyed their interior line, and they they got back their starter in uh, Gary yesterday, and still just problems all over the board with a lot of pressures and Kirk Cousins. The Vikings are a team you can't trust. You know, we we know that as back. I know that as backer fan, you just can't trust what they're gonna what they're gonna do from week to week. So. Um, this next week will be super interesting with the Giants. I think it's going to be tough from a secondary standpoint trying to keep up with with uh, whoever it is that they end up playing. But I don't, you know, I really like the way their offense is operating. Man, it just makes sense and it's and it's user friendly for everybody on the field. We're talking to Mike Wall, former Pro Bowl NFL offensive lineman, here on the show. As a lineman, would you have wanted to to turn around and choke Skylar Thompson? for all those delay of games. I mean, that, that really did feel like the difference there as you're trying to mount this comeback and drive down and maybe win it or send it into overtime. They were consistently getting up to the line of scrimmage five seconds, six seconds, just not enough time at the line of scrimmage. What's going on there? 
Well, I know in the last one, I think McDaniel said that they thought it was a fourth. They, they thought it was a first down. Yep. And they, I think they made a call and burn and personnel based on it was a first down. And then they found out it was four, so they were scrambling because they didn't have any timeouts left. But to your point, uh, generally speaking, right, when, when, and I think McDaniel, I, I think he's a great leader and a great play caller. Um, he's had problems all year with this. Mm-hmm. And it just, I think he just came to a head in this game. But, Generally speaking, when you're when you're late or you're close to not being able to snap it, it's usually not the quarterback's fault. It's usually the player hasn't gotten in there in time. So, and dealing with the fact that you're on your third string, your rookie, you know, I think second to last quarterback picked after before Brock Purdy in this 2022 draft, I thought the kids showed out really well. I thought he put them in great positions. You said earlier in the game, like he threw some balls that should have been caught. He threw mm-hmm. a, you know three three deep balls that should have been caught during that game. That Waddle dropped. I think Tyreek dropped one. Um, so if if I'm on that team, I'm not really particularly mad at anybody. You know, I, I think there's opportunity lost, and I, I just think knowing that I think that knowing that that team likes really really likes that head coach, um, and understanding that, that they're probably confident they're going to be back next year. I think it's just a learning experience more than anything else because you know they know they're not coming into this thing you know you know fully throttled up with with a starting quarterback and all those guys are missing on on the back end in, uh, on defense as well. How about Dobbins frustrated afterwards? Is his frustration afterwards was that was that justified in terms of listen? And and Huntley had played well, you know, to that to that point. I, I thought Harbaugh made some mistakes holding on to a timeout there late, and uh, and 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 yeah, why not give that ball to Dobbins? What, what do you think there? Yeah, that's a great point. You know, you never, first of all, you never want to leave. Uh, you never want to take uh, timeouts home with you. That's right. Um, from the from the Baltimore standpoint, you know J.K. Dobbins is is probably your go-to guy if Lamar Jackson's not in the game. When you know J.K.'s healthy now, he's been playing really well. He's averaging a ton of yards per carry right now in the last four games. I think since his injury, and you look at his stats: 13 carries for 62 yards. He doesn't get the ball any of those three times down the goal line. And you know, listen, I'm an offensive lineman, guys. Like, why are you not giving him the ball? It just doesn't make a lot of to me. It doesn't make a lot of sense. If he's your playmaker, give your playmaker the ball and let let him make the mistake. You know, when you look at when you look at Huntley playing a good game, I'm stepping in there and doing a commendable job. But listen, he's he's been a, a really good young player in this league, and you know he's he's one of those guys you got to look down the road and like, is he going to be able to go find his own team if uh, if Lamar decides to stay there? Because I think he's got that kind of talent, but just made a really kind of blockhead error trying to jump over when yep. that's clearly a play where you know we've, you've seen it what hundreds of times this year. We're talking about the quarterback sneak. You go low, like that kind of play. You try to jump over and put your and put the ball over, and that that old school stuff has been coached out by guys like Belichick because exactly of what happened, right? And um, to lose a game that way, I think it's tough. It's a, again, it's a learning experience, but it's just those are really tough to swallow. And I'm not surprised at all that uh, Dobbins comes out and, and is upset by it. Now, whether or not you you, you kind of feed the fire. Right. And you know, if, if there's an ulterior motive there, as far as he wants, maybe he wants to get something done in the off season. I don't know, but um, yeah, it's, I, you can definitely see the front. You, you could, uh, you can understand the frustration. What do you make of this? This you know, this Titan matchup next weekend, uh, Bills and, and Bengals. Obviously, a rematch from the end of the regular season. It feels like this was destiny to happen. Um, what do you think about this matchup, uh, knowing what you know about both teams and what they put on tape uh, this weekend? Yeah, it's. I think Joe Burrow is the best quarterback. And uh, I mean, I hate Patrick Mahomes is really good, and Josh Allen's really good, but I, Joe Burrow is just he just is a little bit different than everybody else. The only thing that gets in Joe Burrow's way is is they don't have. We talk about those really great systems. They don't have them. Like the, Joe, they're they're winning games on Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Higgins and those guys. Like they're not winning it because. They're putting people in great positions, like from an offensive line standpoint and from a run game standpoint. They're just they're winning on that guy. That they're winning on Joe Burrow. They won on Joe Burrow last year. They're winning on him this year, and he is so so good. I don't think that I don't think the Bills can stop Joe Burrow and those guys. I think I think the Bills know that they can't stop Joe Burrow and those three receivers and Joe Mixon. I just I, I don't see how the Bills stop them. Um, I could be way off. Uh, it, it could be a high scoring game. But I, I just, I really like the Bengals this year. I just think they, I just think they're a tough team. I, I think Joe Burrow just has everyone believing, man. He's, he just, I, I, we said it on the show before, guys. He's, he is as close to Joe Montana when I was a kid. And whatever, whatever I remember is Joe Montana being the ultimate competitor. He's as close as I've seen in a long time. 
And if there's a, a Mike Wall key tonight, whether it's for the Cowboys or Bucks, or maybe just something you're most curious about watching unfold, right, in terms of determining the outcome of this game, what are you, what are you watching tonight with Cowboys-Bucks? Dak Prescott. This is a Dak Prescott game. Dak Prescott has not played well, um, not only for the interceptions, but the pocket presence, some of the decisions that he's making because of his pocket presence, throwing in the face of uh, you know, oncoming defenders, he just hasn't been as sharp as as you would expect him to be. Um, I've never. I've always thought Dak is a. I, I'm a huge Dak fan. Yep. I think Dak is a great leader. Um, I think he's a very very good quarterback. I I don't. I don't know that for me that he's elite. Um, and certainly in the last couple of games, I think he struggled. Now this is again. Are you going to be able to put his Mike McCarthy and you know they've done a great job up front with their offensive line, kind of shuffling some guys around? I mean, Jason Peters is like 40 years old playing left tackle. Tyron Smith's coming on and he's playing right. I mean, it's just it, I think Joe Philbin, the offensive line coach, has done a great job, and I you know all of that. But this is a game. This this is a this is a game that is all about Dak Prescott and can Dak Prescott make those plays when he needs to? And I guess on the other side of that, guys, is every time they throw 30 you know 30 plus times in a game which they didn't do when Cooper Rush was in. Right. Every time they do that now, he throws multiple picks. So are they going to go back and just feed those two running backs in that, in that power running game? Are they going to give those guys an opportunity to beat the Buccaneers, or are they going to try to put it in Dak's hands? I, I, to me, that's the key to the game. I'm just curious, like, for, as, as a former NFL player, you know, how it's possible – for a team like Buffalo, they get up 17-0. I mean, it's like this is kind of – it was a squash job. That's kind of how I think most people expect this to go with, with Skylar Thompson. How, and I know turnovers are a part of it, but just the, the psychology of, of how the, the Dolphins got back into that one despite – they looked like the bug and Buffalo looked like the windshield. I mean, is it, is, is it as simple as Josh Allen just got careless because they knew they could win against this team when it mattered? Like, what's no. going into that? Yeah, so to me, there's always two things that, that happen there. The first one is you get everybody scripts their first 15 plays. Yep. And, and so those are always run a little bit better than the rest of the plays. I know that sounds weird, but it's just like because we know but the night before and we can study them, we can just go over it. Like we know everything. We're so super, super, super confident in those plays. And then there's always this like this little adjustment period. Okay, now what are we going to do now? This is how they're playing. You know, what are we going to call it based on what we saw defensively from all these different personnel match- matchups and groupings that we have? And then the other thing is, like, Miami's an AFC uh, a divisional opponent, divisional rival. They've seen twice a year. They're going to play in tough. Those, those, those guys, like, know each other intimately across the offensive, defensive line, linebackers, et cetera. Like, those are going to be very intimate matchups. And in those kind of games, you know, Miami's a tough team. You know, but the, the Bills have kind of the stars and the firepower and Josh Allen and, and Diggs and all those guys. Miami, especially defensively, Miami's got some dogs on defense. I mean, they've got a, they got three dudes that can rush the pass. So Melvin Gordon's like one of the most underrated pass rushers in the last decade. Okay, Jalen, the Jalen Phillips kid, like he's he's going to be he's going to be a dude in about two years from now. Like he's going to be the high contract guy. Linebackers are phenomenal. I mean, they've got Xavier Howard. They're all really good players, and so and they've just been hungry for a long time. All these different coaching staff, Brian Flores, I think instilled like a real toughness with those guys. Mike McDaniel's taking that and running with it. I just like the way they play. I mean, look, in two years from now, look out. The Miami Dolphins are going to be the real deal. Yeah. Hey, Mike, great stuff as always, man. Thank Appreciate you so your much, time. brother. Have Thank a great week. Yep. He is Mike Wall, former uh, NFL offensive lineman, Pro Bowler. Appreciate his insight every single week throughout the NFL season. Yeah, it's like it's kind of crazy, like the, the machinations and the way that an NFL game is played and coached. It's just like – you watch it, it's, it's so hard, it, you know what I mean? Like, it's just the, the intricacies of the NFL are impossible for the common man, the civilian, to understand. I don't understand most of the time what I'm watching, you know? like Well, that one was pretty much Josh Allen. I'm yeah. thinking about that. No, no, it was. I was answering that question in my head as you were asking it yes. in terms of what turned that one around. No, he gave It was his carelessness. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I mean, it's if you're an, if you're an NFL quarterback, right, You're if you're on an active roster and you play position of quarterback – you are by default one of the 60 to 80 best in the world, right? I mean, by default. And so if you get the ball consistently at your own 40, at the 50, maybe even better with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and the weapons that they have, you're going to score. 
You're, I mean, if you have limbs, you know, you're going to score. You're going to be able to do And I'll, I'll say this for him. That dude was dropping in some throws. Mm-hmm. He was putting that thing on the numbers. Um, you know, and, and eventually those they did start catching them. But, yeah, man, I mean, it was it was crazy. It was crazy to watch Buffalo turn that thing over. And I might be in the minority here. I love Buffalo next week. I do. I mean, I could see them looking a lot better. Josh Allen, two picks in that game. He had 14 this season. Yep, and he had a, and he had a, uh, a fumble. Lead. Yeah, you know? and a fumble to go with it. I mean, I don't know. Like, when I'm watching that game, when it was their when it was their top dogs, they got whatever they wanted. When it was Allen to Diggs, mm-hmm. they got whatever they wanted. And I, maybe they took Diggs out of it. Maybe they, uh, you know, bragged at him and made sure he wasn't going to beat him. But to me, you know, that's what it was, it's what it was all about. It was all about just Josh Allen not – it was not his best effort. It was probably his worst of the season. And uh, and, and look, I, I think you probably have to give Mike McDaniel some credit on that one. He's played them close every single – he beat them the first beat game. Beat them the first game. Right. Kept it within three. Yeah. And I think you have to ask yourself the question. It's just one game, but if two is playing, does do do, do the Dolphins win that game? It's good, a fair question. Good chance they do. You know? Well, you're not, you don't have the delay game. Yeah, that I mean, was that's, a that's... killer. It was a killer, man. I mean, they, and even when they didn't get the daily of games, they were having to burn timeouts to mm-hmm. not get them. I mean, it was just a mess in terms of and, – and to be expected. I mean, that's the biggest moment of Skylar Thompson's life. So I, I'm with him that Miami can be there in a couple of years, but it's it's all based on can Tua stay healthy. That's, exactly that's the it. biggest question. And Tua, that, they did and that vision. recommit yeah. to him, right. so it ain't going to so. be Brady. Um, but, yeah, it's just like it's hard to – it's hard to – depend on him because one more head injury and like yo it's got to be over I'm just don't talk about his career yeah it's got to be I'm over. with you I mean, how many can you sustain in that shorter period of time yeah and it still be considered oh you can get through this i mean how many quarterbacks there aren't many quarterbacks who have concussions he essentially had three this year maybe four mm-hmm. i mean because you know one of them the first one went kind of undiagnosed and then they called it a back and then the last one kind of they kept him out there and again i would encourage everybody to go if they're if they really want to see the impact that this stuff has, Tua's first half against the Packers versus Tua's second half against the Packers. He suffered the concussion late in the first half. Mm-hmm. You could see the hit, right? I mean, theoretically, you can see the hit. And that dude had two, maybe three picks in the second half that were just awful throws. They were just like, "What are you doing?" And I like, I'm, I'm at the time, I'm like, because we didn't know. I was watching it. I was, you know, I was watching the game on Christmas Eve. Like, I don't know what this guy. Is, it was Christmas. What's going on here? These are not the throws that this guy was making in the first, and now we know why. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things where if he is healthy and if he doesn't sustain that, right. then uh, then I think the Dolphins can be right there. But that's what it comes down to. Crazy NFL weekend, an absolutely crazy. crazy NFL. And I'm excited about this coming up week. I mean, I I don't think the I mean, you clearly love the Giants. The Giants make you proud. They, you're like a doting father when you see the Giants play. Well, I think it's more the fact that they're just at the hands of of another Vikings collapse, and it's just them. Anybody that would have knocked off the Vikings, I'd be smitten with. But today. you do. But I've I've said all year long. Look at Dable. Look yep. at the, look at the difference coaching can make. Peterson with Jacksonville, like you can turn it around fast. Yep. And we learned that. You know, we we've seen. If we hadn't learned it this year, we learned we learned it this weekend. You know, Doug, Dable. You know, those those guys got their situations turned around quick. You come in there a little confidence. You you make you know Mike Mike said it. You know what is Daniel Jones good at? What where, where does he struggle? Okay, let me let me tailor the game plan around that. I mean, Dable haven't worked with the Bills. You knew they got a good one when they got him. I mean, any everybody wanted Dable, and, and look at the difference it's made for the their best receivers like Darius Slayton. I know, it is crazy how they do it because it doesn't really like you really can't say how they just do it. You know. They're not sexy. They're not flashy. They just move the chains. They find ways to make plays. See, I don't believe in Daniel Jones coming into this season, but I believe now in Daniel Jones with Brian Dable. They call that man an elite quarterback. And with, hey, with Dable, I believe in him. Yeah. So I guess he can be the guy now. And it looks, you know, they'll have to go you know, long term or franchise. They got to make a decision with him and well, take they one. have to keep but him. But yeah. they're locked in now. They've won a playoff game. That's exactly right. And he played great. Yeah. He had like what eighty rushing yards, basically. I mean, yeah. yep. And what, was it over three hundred? I think so. I mean, he looked again, like an absolute stud. Again, like his best receiver, as you mentioned, was is Darius Slayton. Like they don't even have an elite. Now it's not as bad as Baltimore. Baltimore's wide receiver group is just it's embarrassing. I mean, they had Sammy Watkins out there catching passes in the year of our Lord two thousand twenty three. Yeah, that room is just 
It's it's awful. Their wide receivers room over in Baltimore. I just don't know how you let it get that one bad. Of the least talented rooms in the league. How do you let your receiving group get that bad when you have a you know generational talent in Lamar? How do you do that? Everybody said how it's built around Lamar. They haven't given him any weapons since no. he's been there. No, it's built around the run game. If we're being honest about it, and Lamar is part of that, but you can't say that's built around Lamar when your best receiver is is uh, a tight end by far. Mark. Yeah, like, yeah. and you have nobody else. Like, I mean. It's just it's crazy. It's crazy to watch it. But uh, anyway, thanks to Mike Wall for joining us yep. on the show. Crazy ending in the Lakers game on TV last night. Uh, we'll get into that. Okay. Some some you know some things are happening there. It feels like so. We'll talk about that. Grizzlies, of course, in action later today at the Forum. All that and more. Stick around. Jason and John, ninety turn FM, ESPN. It's Brad Carson for our friends at Betley Sportsbook. That's who I use exclusively to wager on sports this weekend. Tried it unsuccessfully, but uh, had a lot of fun, and you can do the same with the Betley Sportsbook. B-E-T-L-Y. Download it on your phone. It's like all of these great books, but they've got the $250 risk-free wager for your first wagers right now at the Betley Sportsbook. So an easy way to hop on and have some fun for tonight's Cowboys game. In fact, if you go to the Promotions tab in the upper left, click on Promotions, they've got uh, something for Tampa Bay, guys. If you like Tampa Bay, money line in the player prop for Tom Brady overpassing 294 and a half. You can go that route or, on the flip side, back Dak and the boys for over 289.5 passing plus the Cowboys money line. So either way you'd like to go, they're boosting those both in the promotions tab at the Betley Sportsbook. So many ways to have fun, whether it's the promotions tab, tonight's Grizzlies matchup for MLK Day against the Suns, whatever you like, it's all on the Betley Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Got to be in Arkansas. Now it's legal in Tennessee, so download it in Tennessee to play with Betley. Play responsibly, though. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700, the Betley Sportsbook. I'm Michael Jenkins helping you beat the books with BetQL. There is a huge NBA slate to choose from today, but the BetQL model is going with a rematch from Saturday night. Charlotte and Boston just played Saturday in Charlotte and will match up again Monday afternoon as the Hornets host the Celtics. Boston will be without Jalen Brown, and three of their last four games have gone under the number, including Saturday's win over the Hornets. BetQL is sticking with that trend, as their five-star best bet in the NBA is the under between Boston and Charlotte. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 